Get ready, because you're about to get sucked in. Welcome to Down the Black Hole. I'm your host, Coeli, and I'm a starseed who's obsessed with everything cosmic, energy, and otherworldly as it relates to our 3D reality. I consider myself a modern-day philosopher because I love to think. My mind is open to pondering endless possibilities, and as you go down the black hole with me, I hope to expand your mind too. Hello everyone. Today we're talking about everything retrograde and I want to go over kind of some of the basics before we get into like the nitty gritty details of all the different planets and celestial bodies that are in retrograde or going to be in retrograde. So let's dive in. So for those of you who briefly dabble in astrology, I'm sure that you've heard the term Mercury is in retrograde or retrograde and you probably heard the joke that Mercury is in Gatorade. Well, I'm here to kind of break down exactly what retrograde is. And retrograde is a period um, when the planet in the sky appears to be moving backwards. They don't actually move backwards. It's kind of an illusion. But basically, from our view from Earth, we see the planet as it's moving backward in the sky, which in astrology is why we kind of see that period of time as a period where we're pulling back and we're looking back and we're reviewing the things that we've gone through previously and seeing if that we're still on the same path as where we want to go. In my last podcast, I mentioned the three R's, rest, reflection, and realignment. And that's essentially the whole entire point of a retrograde season. You should be doing mostly those three things. You should not be taking huge actions during any of those times, especially during a Mercury retrograde season, just because of the fact that when you have shorter retrograde periods, they can be a lot more intense and their effects, their long-term effects can be a lot more impactful towards your life based on the actions you chose to take during those retrograde periods. Whereas the longer retrogrades have more of like a broader effect, so it's not going to be nearly as intense because it's a longer cycle. Now, during those times, we're still, you know, resting, reflecting, and realigning towards our goals. And these retrograde periods can be very intense in terms of levels of stress, the type of things we experience um, that tend to like uproot a lot of our wounds and beliefs and sometimes even just like our physical well-being and our and our life and so it's giving us a chance and an opportunity to really determine hey what do I value hey what do I you know really want out of life and what am I am I on the right path am I on my soul's path am I doing the inner work and if not those retrograde periods are really going to hit very hard Now, I'd like to mention something very important, and that's that we're heading to a super serious retrograde period because by August 24th, we will have seven planets and one celestial body in retrograde. So we will be going, undergoing a super intense review period. This is energetically a huge time for evolution and realignment within our true selves because it's not often that we have this many planets retrograde at the same time. So 
the universe is really giving us that time, that energy, and that space to do the personal inner work so that we can move forward not only as a collective, but like as individuals on the path of evolution on our spiritual journey. And I apologize, it's not actually seven planets, it's um, five planets, an asteroid, and then also a celestial um, calculation. But still, this is going to be a really intense period where if we're doing the inner work, we're going to make huge strides towards our spiritual evolution and our goals. Now, I do want to lay down some more basic astrology knowledge just for those of you who are not huge astrology buffs so you can kind of understand what I mean in terms of how the energy is operating. So I'm going to go over um, the type of signs that exist. So there's three modalities of the signs, and that's cardinal, fixed, and mutable. And your cardinal signs are going to be Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorns. And basically what cardinal signs embody is like initiation. They're the, they're the first ones that are going to take action on something. Now, the way this is expressed is individual to each of those signs. But the overall idea of a cardinal sign is that they are the leaders. They're taking action. They're taking direction. Now, when it comes to fixed signs, you have... Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius. These are your signs that um, embody stability. They like things to stay the same. They don't like change very much. They tend to resist it, um, with the exception being Scorpio, in my personal opinion. Um, the other thing is about fixed signs is that they create kind of like a foundation for everything to exist upon. So while you have the cardinal signs that are taking the action to build something, the fixed sign is making sure that whatever is built is stable. And then you move into the mutable signs. You have Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Pisces. With the mutable signs, they're very much all about change and they change very rapidly. They change their opinions, they change their outlook, their perspectives, um, anything about them, they embody that. They embody change. And so what happens when you have the cardinal signs that took the action, and then you have the fixed signs that created that solid foundation that that action was initiated from, then you have the mutable signs that come in and say, okay, well, this is a solid foundation and that's all good and well. But how long should that solid foundation last? Should we keep this for X amount of time or should it be changed and making progression into something new? So all of these signs and these modalities in astrology kind of work together in order to make sure that we're evolving. And each of them has a very important and very specific role. As we move forward, I really want to go in order here in terms of which of the celestial bodies went retrograde first, and then we'll move forward into the most recent one. So on January 18th, 2022, the North Node, which is a celestial um, calculation based on where the moon is in the sky, went retrograde. And it started out in Gemini, which is a mutable sign, and it went retrograde then back into Taurus, which is a fixed sign. The importance of the North Node is in a birth chart in astrology, on a personal level, it represents the energy that we're supposed to be moving toward as a person. In astrology, 
in terms of time and space, the North Node represents the energy that we're supposed to be moving towards as a collective. Now, the fact that it started out in Gemini and then retrograded back into Taurus, it explains a lot to me in terms of we moved from a mutable sign that is all about change back into a fixed sign that is all about stability. So we're supposed to be reviewing stability and how we're moving forward into a more stable environment, but what is the next step in terms of the stability for the collective in terms of things like luxury and finances and just overall stability because those are the three main points that Taurus represents and as we're looking back and we're reviewing where we've been in a logical sense from like the perspective of a Gemini and having knowledge and and logic and using our communication skills, we're being pulled back into Taurus to look at, you know, where are we? What do we originate from? And how can we reinvent ourselves? And how, how can we change moving forward, but create stability from the changes that we're choosing to make? Are we able to pull from significant moments in our lives and memories and be able to still connect with ourselves while moving forward into a change as a collective? Are we able to look back at the past and really see where we messed up and how we didn't create stability, how we've come to a point in time where there is not much a foundation like to stand on or to fall back upon and feel secure in that. And Taurus in general really, really, truly looks for stability and security. A lot of the earth signs like that is their entire focus is going to be security. So we're being pulled to look back at that and how we can create that sense of security moving forward. And we're doing that through studying and learning, um, through practical education, how we use, you know, new knowledge that we're able to put into practice. We're looking to improve certain qualities within ourselves, within our society, we are trying to complete, you know, what is lacking within our society. We're looking for ease of connection with others. So like removing that uncomplicatedness. And we're also having a bit of confusion with our perceptions and thoughts throughout this entire process because Gemini looks mainly at how it can change things from a logical perspective. And it usually does that through its way of communication, whereas Taurus tends to change <laughs> very, very minimally just because it's a fixed sign. So it's going to resist a lot of those changes. But at the same time, Taurus, as any other zodiac sign, regardless if it's cardinal, fixed, or mutable, definitely has the ability to change and, and can do a really good job of it as well. Now, when it comes to fixed signs like Taurus, the real reason that they're going to change or make profound leaps in terms of changes is really going to be about bringing in more of the same. So if Taurus is coming from a place of minimal stability, the only reason or the main motivation rather I should say that it's going to make changes is to gain more stability. So it's going to keep on that same path 
in terms of just gaining more of what it wants, which is stability and security. Now, this north node is going to stay in um, retrograde until July 17th, 2023. So it is definitely one of the longer retrograde cycles, which means you're going to feel more of that broader effect. It's not going to be nearly as intense because it's a longer cycle, but it is still a period of review and it's very necessary as we are kind of, well, we're not really at the halfway point, but we're, we're reaching it. Um, as we're moving towards like that halfway mark, we're already seeing a lot of like political upheaval within our own society and not all of it is necessarily good but that doesn't necessarily mean that all of it's going to last all the changes that are being made but you can definitely see how we are looking back as a society based on you know what new laws need to be enacted what needs to be reviewed what needs to be changed all of that is going under an upheaval process a review process and internally as we're part of the collective, we are also going through like a personal struggle where we're probably going through somewhat of the same things in terms of like our belief systems that are being brought up for review and seeing if they like need reevaluation or if they are still in alignment with what we believe and what we want for our lives. The journey of the North Node in Taurus it represents the path to inner security. Now, I spoke a lot about Taurus especially loving security and this is very true what the soul is actually doing along this path of the north node is it's learning about the strength that comes from the awareness of self um, as an immortal soul along this spiritual journey it's because the only thing that we take with us when we die is all of our spiritual experience we don't take anything else with us and so taurus is learning these lessons so that way with its polar opposite being Scorpio, the sign that's about rebirth and, and death and transformation, we're able to take all the spiritual experience with us. Another major theme of the North Node in Taurus cycle has to do with the polarities of the Taurus-Scorpio axis. Taurus and Scorpio being polar opposites actually share a lot in common, and one of those main traits is their inability to have great trust and faith in others and themselves and through this whole north node cycle the soul is learning on its spiritual journey how to have trust within itself and within the external reality because once we learn to trust in and ourselves we have that inner security that inner security is reflected outwardly and it our outer world reflects what our inner world is thinking and feeling and doing so that whole cycle is definitely about creating that trust so that our outward world will reflect the inner and will have all around security. Now, the next planet that went retrograde was Pluto, and this happened back in April 29th, and it will be retrograde until October 8th. It went retrograde in Capricorn, which again is a cardinal sign. And this is pretty interesting because Pluto represents transformation, change, evolution, our shadow side, and death. But it also represents rebirth, and through this entire process, a lot of our old wounds can possibly surface, and we we're going to have to be facing those. But that's okay, because we do have Pluto and Capricorn in a cardinal sign, and what cardinal signs love to do is they love to take that initiation, 
And with Capricorn being an earth sign, they're looking for stability. Remember that I mentioned that when we were talking about um, the North Node being in Taurus. All the earth signs look for stability and security. So when we have this cardinal sign that's taking the initiation to look for stability and security, they're going to do that through logic, their strategic um, effort and hard work because Capricorn really, really is one of the hardest workers in the zodiac sign. They are all about putting in effort. They are all about putting in work and they are all about reaping rewards, especially if those rewards provide them with security. They are determined. They are in it for the long game. They look for structure and they look for discipline. And when you have that in the planet of transformation and change in a cardinal sign, we are headed as a collective towards a huge leap in terms of our spiritual evolution. And so what Pluto is really asking us to do is really just review the places in our lives that we do need to change, where we do need to evolve and transform. And it's asking us to kill the old version of ourselves and face our shadow so that we can be reborn as a new person, as a new version of ourselves. And we can move forward and create stability through that newness, through that new version that we've created. Now with Pluto, this process of transformation, the old has to die for the new to be reborn and created. And through this entire process, what's happening is we are shedding the skin through this long retrograde period. And it may not be even towards the very, very end that we're seeing the new, like, come in. We're not probably going to see, like, the rebirth or the new version of anything, whether it's ourselves or something within our society, until the very end or until Pluto goes direct again. On June 4th, 2022, Saturn went retrograde in the fixed sign of Aquarius, where it will stay retrograde until October 23rd. Now, this is very interesting to me because so far we have two planets that are retrograde as well as a celestial calculation and one of the planets of Pluto is retrograde in a cardinal sign which is the initiator and then you have Saturn and the north node retrograde in fixed signs so here we're looking to essentially initiate stability and when we're looking in terms of personal and collective that's what we're supposed to be focusing on is just really initiating the creation of stability. So Saturn is a major player. It rules time and karma, which are two very impactful concepts within our 3D reality, but it also rules limits, responsibility, discipline, and authority. So during a Saturn retrograde, time can appear to be running slowly, and most of the time we're going to be meeting with karma that from the past that we've incurred or justice maybe that we have deserved from a situation where we were wronged. And Saturn is a co-ruler of Aquarius, so it feels pretty comfortable in this fixed sign. Now the interesting thing about Aquarius is that it is essentially a rebellious sign. Aquarius loves to challenge the status quo because it is not afraid to stand out. It is quirky, it's unique, it's all about logical thinking, um, it can be prone to overthinking as well, but there's just a lot of rule breaking that goes along with Aquarius. It, it wants to change things 
because it wants things to be different even though it's still looking for that stability as a fixed sign it sees the way that things are going and it wants things to be different what's interesting to me though is the fact that saturn represents authority in a lot of ways while aquarius is all about challenging and rebelling against like the status quo so when you have the aquarius the fixed sign that wants to challenge the authority of Saturn, what we're looking at is that we are supposed to be reviewing within ourselves and as especially as a collective, where we should be challenging people that have authority over us and whether or not that authority is something that we want long term, or do we want things to be different? Do we want that change? Do we want stability, but in a different respect? And Aquarius and Saturn is essentially attempting to show us where we are throwing away or rebelling against our responsibilities. And so when we're looking back at our past actions or our actions as a collective, we're still undergoing the review of, you know, where we've given up responsibility, personal responsibility, responsibility as a collective to make necessary changes, to create new stability. And as well, we're still looking for like a change in the status quo, even though we want that stability, we want to change the current way of, in which our world is moving and evolving. And we're not evolving. We, we want to rebel against that. We're trying to break those rules and break that mold that we've been in as a society so that we can move forward and create a different type of discipline, a different type of stability that we're looking for. Aquarius too also tends to be a very karmically aware sign. So in that sense, Aquarius is pushing us to be more aware of the ways in which we incur negative karma, both as a collective and a personal. And it wants us to rebel against the choices and the actions that we've made that have brought us any negative karma. And it wants us to get back on the path of the right side of karma so that we can create like a new life and a new version of ourselves and be in a good alignment. Now with Saturn being the ruler of time or the father of time, Aquarius exists on its own timeline. It doesn't have a very deep concept or deep value of time because Aquarius has an unconscious understanding that time is not really something that exists. It's more in the terms of the 3D. It's created. It's it's this sense of urgency that our physical reality has created for us to accomplish things. And Aquarius definitely rebels against this because it knows on a spiritual level that time is not something that we are limited to. And interestingly enough, when you have Aquarius and um, being in the planet of Saturn or Saturn being in the the sign of Aquarius rather, you have this knowledge from that Aquarius brings about time and un the understanding that it's more important for us to get back on the right side of karma than it is to be in a certain timeline or a certain time frame in which we're supposed to be accomplishing our goals because Aquarius understands that if we're on the right side of karma, if we're living in alignment with ourselves, it doesn't matter how quickly we are accomplishing our goals. It matters how our energy is being input into those goals, how our intentions are flowing, how 
our actions are being taken towards our evolution more so than how quickly we're accomplishing those things because in the larger scheme of our time and space it doesn't really matter because Aquarius knows and understands about divine timing and how everything seems to play out and this is essentially because Aquarius being ruled by Uranus the planet the planet of unpredictability when you have a ruler that is known for its unpredictability you understand that everything works out for the greater good so Aquarius is really trying to show us that we have no limits in terms of what we can overcome as long as we're able to make the necessary changes to create what we want to create from June 28th until December 3rd we have Neptune retrograde in its home sign of mutable Pisces Neptune represents illusions, imagination, dreams, especially vivid dreams, and psychic awareness. It's a watery world, and it has a lot to do with emotions as well. Now, Pisces is a mutable sign, but it's also the last sign of the zodiac, and therefore it embodies all the previous 11 signs of the zodiac within it. So Pisces not only represents like expansion and growth, as well as like our imagination and our dreams, it also represents a lot of like our shadow self and our unconscious, our hidden desires, our hidden fears, um, secrets, and hidden fantasies. And because Pisces is a mutable sign, a lot of these things that Pisces represents, um, our shadow self and our hidden desires, as well as like our dreams and our imagination and illusions, all these things tend to change quite rapidly but Pisces is aware of these things. And we can also experience changes in our levels of psychic awareness as well. But what Neptune and Pisces in retrograde is essentially trying to get us to look at is where our illusions and our dreams and our imagination needs reviewing. Because we can be on the path of someone else's dream currently, and we really need to be on the path of following our own heart, following our own dreams, whether or not those fit the social acceptance or social accepted version of who everyone thinks that we should be. And it's also asking us to review our unconscious, our shadow self and our fears that are surrounded by the dreams that we keep hidden that are preventing us from getting to this version of our life that we really, really want to live. And what other illusions are keeping us trapped in this kind of small, still voice and, um, role that we're playing within our lives and within the collective. So Neptune retrograde in Pisces is really asking us to think bigger and live bigger. Now, Pisces are really, really big dreamers, and this is because they're co-ruled by Jupiter, the planet of expansion. The only issue here is that Pisces can get swept up in a bunch of different dreams because they're definitely romantics, huge, huge romantics. And when they get swept up in multiple dreams, that means that their goals can change from one minute to the next. And they don't really set their sights on any one particular thing because they, the energy is like pulling them from here to there and here to there. So they're distracted by a lot of things that entice them. They, they love living life and they, they love just everything that life has to offer. And that's why they're pulled very easily from one thing to the next and they have a problem staying stable in terms of like what they want out of life and 
what they really want to move towards and what they want to grow through and and with so neptune in pisces is also asking us to really like look at exactly what we want and get very very specific on what we want out of life what our what our intentions are what our goals are what our ultimate um vision for our own life is and this is also for the collective too we're also being asked to like review exactly what our vision for the planet is because we're heading in like very detrimental times where global warming is coming to a point where it's not going to be able to be fixed and we really need to be evaluating all the ways that we've been lying to ourselves all the illusions that we've stuck ourselves in all the shadows that have kept us small and kept us from taking care of our planet which gives us so much we as a collective are creating that vision and we're looking to review exactly where we have gone wrong in that vision for our planet now when we're looking back also to the other planets and the celestial calculation that's retrograde currently pluto saturn and the north node along with neptune you can kind of see how this energy is working together for the collective for the greater good so that we can move forward into a much more stable and like just a better timeline karmically for our vision of our planet. As of July 19th, Kirin, the asteroid, went retrograde in the cardinal sign of Aries, where it will stay that way until December 23rd. Kirin represents our deepest wounding. So it's a lifelong process for us to work on healing whatever uh, placement we have in Kirin in our birth charts because it represents like very deep imbued traumas and it also represents our vulnerabilities and the ways in which we experience pain specifically emotional pain now Kirin is going retrograde in the sign of Aries where it's been for the last few years and Aries is known for being prideful and competitive um, Aries is very afraid of failure it really loves to compete and it loves to win Aries is a very passionate sign. It has a lot of knowledge in terms of like joy and passion and accessing the inner child, but it's also very impulsive and that impulsivity can lead to a lot of very bad things. As well, Aries is also prone to knowing how to love itself. It's very, very good at self-love. So this Kirin retrograde period is going to be having a lot of intense emotions that are going to be a little awkward to process because we're going to be reopening wounds that need our attention. And because Aries is a cardinal sign, essentially what Kieran Retrograde in Aries is asking us to do, it's asking us to accomplish like the goals that we've set out for ourselves. Which is really interesting because when we look back at Neptune, Saturn, Pluto, and the North Node in Retrograde, we can see how this is all tying together energetically. But Kieran and Aries really truly wants us to become our best version of ourself. And the only way that we're going to accomplish that is if we do process all of these wounds that we've been keeping under the surface that we haven't addressed. So we need to be sure to be setting out time throughout this retrograde period where we are going into deep introspection or meditation and we're reevaluating old pain and old trauma so that it can be released. Because we have to let go of the old in order to rebirth the new, which relates back to the North Node in retrograde and Pluto retrograde. 
So along this journey of Kieran and Retrograde, I ask that you try to be a little mindful of your emotions and how you're responding to things because impulsivity is one of Aries' traits and we can tend to fly off the handle emotionally um, when we're, we feel like our wounds are being poked. But the only way that we can be the best version of ourselves truly is if we accept ourselves for everything that we are, pain, trauma, negative attributes and all. And Aries is really good about knowing how to love itself. So self-love is definitely going to be one of the themes of Kieran being in retrograde. And we should be indulging in a lot more self-love activities throughout this cycle. But not only that, I think that Kieran in retrograde and Aries is also exposing all the ways in which we have lacked self-love. And it's asking us to really indulge more in those practices because we've been neglecting ourselves. And to tie this back to Neptune and retrograde in Pisces, one of the biggest ways that we can show ourselves self-love is by getting clear on what we really want through our life and by being honest with ourselves about what it is that we really want and to stop following the dreams of other people and to go after what it is that our soul feels like it would benefit from, our hearts feel like they would benefit from. So starting on July 28th until November 23rd, Jupiter is planning to go retrograde. It's beginning the cycle in the cardinal sign of Aries, and on October 27th, it will be retrograde in the mutable sign of Pisces. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Um, it's also the planet of joy, knowledge, and wisdom, as well as luck and abundance. But Jupiter essentially represents boundary pushing, so it's always going to be amplifying the energy of anything that it's set in or the energies of like the other planets that are making aspects to it or surrounding it. I think this is really interesting that we're starting off the Jupiter retrograde season in the cardinal sign of Aries, which is what Kieran just moved into as well, because Jupiter being about expansion and joy and wisdom, it's really going to work in conjunction with Kieran and Aries to push us to <laughs> look at and evaluate our wounds and this is going to be a very very painful process but it's going to be also necessary for us to really truly experience new levels of joy and as well as like abundance because once we're able to look at something with self-love and we're able to release all the feelings that we've had of like past pain and past traumas and past wounds and we're able to forgive those and release them from us, we are able to experience new levels of joy that are almost boundless. So while we're going to be starting off with this really intense period with Jupiter and Kieran both being retrograde and Aries, once Jupiter moves into the mutable sign of Pisces um, retrograde on October 27th, we're going to have a little bit more of a relief from that, and Jupiter's going to be working more with Neptune retrograde in Pisces. But basically what Jupiter is trying to teach us is that we're supposed to be doing like the inner work and self-reflecting to see the bigger picture and understand like how we're questioning certain rules of the area of life that we're transiting. So we're questioning probably where our traumas came from, where our, our pain and our wounds really come from, where our vulnerabilities are at their most vulnerable or where they are seen on a grand scale or where they're triggered. 
One of my previous podcasts, The Cycles of Elevating, I talked about how the universe always wants to elevate us. And it does that through processes of growth and usually pain, or it gives us our blessings. But the universe is always working in our favor. It wants to see us win, and it definitely will provide the means for that to happen. I think this is going to play out, especially in conjunction with the Jupiter and Kieran both being retrograde in Aries cycle. So this is going to be pretty interesting because we're going to go through the process of pain first, which is going to push us to grow and transform. And then possibly when Jupiter goes into Pisces, we'll see more of the blessing aspect. In astrology, Jupiter is known as a great benefic because it is prone to giving blessings since it's the planet of luck, abundance, and expansion. Kieran is known as the wounded healer, but it also is known as the gift giver because your gifts come through your pain and through your wounds. Since Jupiter and Kieran are both going to be retrograde in the sign of Aries at the same time, we're going to be reaping a lot of spiritual benefits and a lot of spiritual growth from having these two aspect each other. So while it's probably going to be a very, very intense four months of emotional turmoil and really reevaluating old wounds, it's also going to be very beneficial for us in the long run. And when Jupiter moves into the sign of Pisces retrograde on October 27th, we'll be going through the same themes that Neptune in retrograde in Pisces is undergoing so that we can work on that as well. Now that we're caught up on all the current retrograde cycles, I'm going to be making a part two um, of this podcast episode so that we can talk about Uranus, Mars, and Mercury that are going to be going retrograde closer towards the end of the year. So we can talk about those cycles and what to expect because they'll be going, um, well, at least Uranus will be going retrograde when all the other planets that I've previously spoken about are going retrograde. So it's going to have a little bit of influence for that as well. Um, Aside from that, you can expect this video to drop um, the following week on July 30th. Thank you for joining me. I really, really enjoy making these podcast episodes, especially about astrology. I could talk about astrology for a really, really long time, something I'm very passionate about. I hope you really gained some insight from this episode in particular, and I hope you'll join me for the next one. Thank you so much for joining me down the black hole. I hope your mind was expanded and that you're able to see the world through a new lens. If you enjoyed your journey down the black hole, please subscribe to my channel. And if you want more content, you can follow me on Instagram at starseed.coeli. In the meantime, keep your mind open. The universe is full of endless possibilities.